Well, plenty of financial headlines on this Monday afternoon. Ontario are reopening. It will get underway as of Friday. So welcome in our personal finance expert, Rabina Ahmed-Hawk. She joins us now here on 640 Toronto. Rabina, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay, I want to get to the reopening in a second. But first, just before the news at the top of the hour, we were talking to OLG about this uh, record uh, amount, this uh, Lotto Max uh, record-breaking draw set for tomorrow night. $117 million, Rabina, up for grabs in total. Uh, the max amount that one person can win is $70 million. If you're the person with that $70 million <laughs> ticket, what would your number one piece of advice be to them, Rubina? Uh, get a very good lawyer and a very good accountant right <laughs> away because that's probably more money than, you know, 99.9% of us will ever have to manage. And so if you haven't, without sounding um, impolite about it, if you haven't earned it, it may be difficult to manage it if you get it in one big lump sum, right? And you, you know, if, if you came from, say, a very wealthy family, you may already have all those things out in place, you know, the financial advisors and the right kind of lawyers and the right kind of protection. So you may immediately need some very sophisticated advice on how to manage it. That would be my best advice. $70 million. I mean, you could spend a million a year and spend it for 70 years. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I was hoping your number one piece of advice would be just spend a million, just off the top, just however you see oh, fit. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure that you would get that kind of advice. Enjoy it because it is a lottery win. It's like the ultimate way to uh, become wealthy. Uh, yeah, of course, you should spend somebody, some on yourself, uh, making yourself happy. Of course, right now you can't spend much on anything because we continue to be basically under a lockdown and nothing is open, but we are reopening in the province, at least phase one. We just got word of this a couple hours ago. As of Friday, that will begin. Just how good is this news when it comes to the provincial economy? So it's great news. Um, we're ahead of schedule, which is good, uh, but we're still very much behind other provinces, other countries, small businesses. You know, no, since November, I believe, salons have been closed. They're still not open. Even the restaurants that can open, they have capacity limits, uh, even on their patios, retail stores. Uh, only the ones that are facing the street can open. If you're in a mall, you're still closed. It's good news in the sense that we're moving in the right direction, but there is, you know, one in six businesses, small businesses right now that have been closed permanently, gone forever during the pandemic. Uh, still many businesses saying that they've accumulated hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt during the pandemic to keep themselves afloat. And so that's the, that's the real test after the economy opens up. All the government uh, subsidies go away. All the supports, financial supports go away. How are these businesses going to be doing? And are people going to be going out there and spending dollars um, in them? You know, so many businesses, as you referenced, they have been hurt. And a lot of industries have been hurt and hammered really hard during this uh, pandemic. Is there any way to make that money up, do you think, uh, Rabina? Or do you have to, as a small business owner, business person, look forward that uh, th that's gone? There is an opportunity right in the beginning because there, especially if you're a restaurant owner or something that people have really been craving uh, and that we can still do. I mean, we still can't really travel, right? So you may see your entertainment this summer as being, you know, going around the province and visiting different restaurants and different tourist attractions because we can't really go to you know, Europe and other places. It's still not safe for us to do that. So if you're in that industry, I would definitely be all hands on deck 
have as many uh, services available, um, have like, if you're a restaurant, have the best menu that you could ever possibly imagine to get people through the door uh, because there is pent up demand and it's only going to last for so long. I, in the beginning, I am sure this Saturday is going to be the busiest time for restaurants in the last year because people are so excited. The weather's good. Summertime's here. Patios are open and we've been cooped up for so long. But that momentum isn't going to last forever. Eventually, people are just going to want to stay home on a Saturday night, not necessarily go out all the time. How key is that, do you think, people's comfortability? Uh, I'm with you. I mean, I think there's a pent-up demand there. And if we've got to weather like we've had the last few days here and you can go to a patio and enjoy yourself, there's going to be more than enough people ready to take advantage of that, particularly when you consider it's limited capacity. But in the uh, longer run, and I guess even the, the shorter term, how much is people's comfortability being out and about amongst others going to play into Ontario's economic recovery? Yeah, so absolutely. There are some people that are changed forever. I know even in my own social circle, there are people that are going to take a lot of convincing to go back into malls, crowded restaurants, concerts. They just don't feel comfortable. They already had a sense of feeling unsafe for all the reasons that you might feel unsafe being in a crowded area. And now they've got this added feeling of, well, what if there's a virus out there? What if I'm still not protected 100%? There was news that there was a person who had the COVID-19 vaccine uh, that got COVID-19 and died recently in the news. So these kind of news headlines don't help, I think, people's psyche, to be honest. And then on top of it, the way that we work is going to change dramatically. And I don't think we've thought a lot about that. A lot of the restaurants and bars, especially in Toronto, do a lot of business on Wednesday, Thursdays and Friday nights from the after office crowds. And they have deeper pockets in some ways than maybe, you know, the family of four that's just going out for dinner with their kids. They're going to be maybe celebrating a big business deal or they're going to be taking clients out. And that's big money for those restaurants. If they're working remotely, that's not going to be happening in the, in the city core anymore. That's going to be happening wherever they're working or maybe meeting somewhere that's a little bit more convenient for their clients. And so that's another part of it that I don't think that we've really thought about is the new way that we work. How is that going to affect all those coffee shops that are in the path, all those restaurants that are right on Bay Street that are always packed, you know, during these times, uh, you know, when the patios are open? I don't think we're going to see that, that kind of foot traffic there anymore. That's a really, really good point. All right. Many people being called back to work, you would think, uh, starting this uh, Friday with a uh, phase one of the reopening underway. But when it comes to jobs and summer jobs, it looks like once again, it's shaping up to be a pretty tough job market for students, Rubina. Yeah. So students already are saying that going into the summer, that they are facing the same kind of summer they did in 2020. Every single festival in Toronto has been canceled. The CNE is canceled. The Scotiabank Carabana, Caribbean Festival is canceled. Um, all the food festivals that we see, the jazz festivals, and they employ a lot of young people. And these are good paying jobs that teach young people really key skills of event planning, organization, money management, all the things that you can then use on your resume to get your next job if that's where you, what you want to do. And young people saying, you know, A, the, the number of jobs out there is not available. And then secondly, when they are getting work placements for some, you know, that, that are getting jobs in maybe a big corporation, they're online. So you're doing it all from home and you're doing it virtually. And one of the main reasons why young people get jobs in the summer is so they can build their network so that when they graduate from university or college, they call that person and say, hey, so-and-so, remember when I worked for you? It was really fun. And now I'm graduated. I've got my degree or I've got my diploma. Would you consider me for a job? Or there's a job available in your company. I'm, I'm applying for it. 
these are, you know, these are the things that young people need to do in order to build their own personal networks that are being taken away from them. All right. And finally, uh, looking ahead to this uh, Wednesday, Bank of Canada said to make an interest rate uh, announcement. What are we expecting there? Yeah, we're probably expecting them to hold rates steady at 0.25%. There's really no reason for them to raise rates right now, especially with the economy starting to open up, especially Ontario being uh, Canada's biggest sort of economic engine. You don't want to disrupt any of that. Uh, but interest rates are going to go up. People are getting so used to these low, low rates. Uh, the indication everywhere is, is that as soon as things are back on track, and especially if inflation starts to tick out of control, the Bank of Canada is ready to raise rates. And so if the economies open up, we all go back to some kind of new normal, whatever that's going to be, and we start spending like we did pre-pandemic, the Bank of Canada could start to raise rates slowly, I'm sure, but starting mid-next year. And so I'm always interested in the commentary they do after, which they will this time, about what their expectations are from, uh, from Canada's economy and where they expect to take interest rates. Because interest rates affect so many Canadians because of these monster mortgages so many people are sitting on. Even a small increase can mean, you know, hundreds of dollars more out of your pocket. Sure. How do they decide or do we know how do they how they decide uh, the Bank of Canada when it's time to raise interest rates? So the Bank of Canada's main mandate is to keep inflation in check. I think sometimes people get very confused with what the Bank of Canada does. That is their main mandate is to make sure that inflation stays around 2%. And when they see that that is out of control, that's when they start to uh, get those, uh, they say, tools in their toolbox out, raise interest rates. And if they feel that the economy is sluggish and inflation is sluggish and they need things to start moving a little bit faster, then they cut interest rates, which is what happened uh, back in you know 2008, 2009. They cut interest rates to get the economy going again. That's what happened during the beginning of the pandemic because there was so much concern that the economy would slow down. The first thing they did, those three emergency cuts right away to give people some comfort in knowing that they could borrow money for cheap if they needed to, to, uh, to, to help their independent, uh, you know, finances or their business finances. And so that is really their core. But if they start seeing that the economy is doing fine and, you know, things, things are getting way too expensive, inflation is ticking out of control, that's when they're going to start raising interest rates right away to, because they, they, their whole agenda is to make sure that inflation stays in check. Okay, do they look at household debt, though, Rabina, and mortgages and uh, the amount of mortgage people are uh, carrying right now? Because as you indicated just a moment ago, that's got serious implications, right, uh, when it comes to the interest rate perhaps uh, going up even by a little. Absolutely. Of course they look at that. I mean, they'll look at total household debt. And they'll have their own calculation of what a, you know, a 25 basis points uh, raise in the interest rate is going to mean to how many different households. And they're not going to do it irresponsibly. They're not going to raise rates so quickly that people start to walk away from their homes because then the opposite of what they want is going to happen. They are trying to stabilize the economy, keep everything in check, keep inflation in check. If people are losing their homes, that's going to have a negative effect on the economy. And then they're going to be in another situation where they've got to cut interest rates again to get the economy going. So, yes, absolutely. They look at they don't just look at household debt. They look at credit card debt. They look at line of credit debt um, so that they know that Canadians can manage those interest rate increases. They look at employment numbers. So if employment, you know, if unemployment is very high, they may not uh, make a move because they're worried about how that might affect a company's ability to hire uh, employees. They want to make sure that credit is liquid so that companies can go out there, borrow money and hire people or scale or whatever it is that they need to do to grow their business. Uh, yeah, they look at everything, but their their the core mandate is to keep inflation in check. 
All right. Great stuff as always. Rubina, we will talk soon. Unless, of course, uh, your ticket hits tomorrow night and you get that 70 million. You will never hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> there is Rubina Ahmed Hawk, our personal finance expert.